You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Extension Hour, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. We are where, where we talk all about our people, our programs, and our partnerships, and we have great guests with us every week. And this week, we have the incredible, amazing Ashton Herring. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and you know what? She, I love that you love being on the radio. It's really cool to have you. When you yeah, come. I love being here. I like that I get called incredible and amazing, too. I mean, I'll come back for that. <laughs> You are because you do so many great things for the Montgomery County Hospital District. So tell me again what your what your title is and what you do in your job. I am the outreach coordinator for Montgomery County Hospital District, and basically I I work with all of our community education, so CPR, child passenger safety, uh, here lately some water safety, mm. and on and on. I think so. <laughs> And then we also have Becky Smith with us. So Becky is our assistant FCH agent. So Becky, you want to introduce yourself? Say hello. Yeah, hello again. I've um, started May 1st, so I'm getting my, you know, comfortable here in this new role. I'm really enjoying it. So happy to be here today. Yeah. And so we were going to have uh, Becky here with us today because Becky came to us with a lot of qualifications already. So she was already a certified child passenger safety technician. And we were like, yes. And then she also has a few other certifications, personal trainer, CPR instructor as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so today we want to talk all about safety, summer safety, car seat safety, um, being car seat tech. So, um, last week, recently, <laughs> I don't remember the exact date, but uh, there was a child passenger safety um, technician training because one of the things that uh, technicians have to do is maintain uh, continuing education. Um, so it's in order to maintain our certification, and we get that from instructors. But instructors also have to have certifications. And Ashton, you just recently became an instructor about a year yeah, ago? Yeah, about a year, yeah. year and a half ago yeah. now. And um, I was looking at my renewal stuff, actually. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to renew here soon. And so for instructors, it's a little bit different. You have to um, do all those continuing education hours that you do, um, the seat sign-offs, and then you have to teach so many hours every mm-hmm. renewal cycle. So um, thankfully, I got mine done out of the, and out of the way early, so I'm, yeah. I'm good to go. But Yeah, but having those conferences, I think, is important, too. Just, uh, you know, we're all about education. That's what we do in Extension. But um, we also have to maintain our own education. And sure. so as professionals do, continuing education is really really important. So um, then that that's helpful for families, parents to know that whenever they go somewhere to get their car seat checked, that the technician is up to date on the latest information because car seats can get really confusing. Absolutely. I always make the joke, you know, they send you home from the hospital, they hand you the 64 page car seat manual and they say, good luck, bring them back in two weeks for their checkup. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you're, you're about to have a baby. I am. So thankfully you're going to be ahead of the game, but so many parents don't have that advantage. Um, and especially, you know, um, car seats change so much too, as you know. And so mm-hmm. it's like what you might've done a couple of years ago for one kid, you might do differently for a different child with this car seat. So right, just hard right. to keep up with. It is. So one of the um, sessions that I went to at this uh, passenger training site, uh, training that we went to was, um, I guess the title of it was, Why Can't They Do That? So it, w- it went through the whole production process, you mm-hmm. know, because sometimes when we're putting in car seats or whatever, we're like, you know, if, if they just had this or if this was a little different, why can't they just add something? Mm-hmm. Um, so they went through the whole process of 
um, just the, a very basic, basic car seat and everything that they had to go through in terms of the production and the testing sure. and then the retesting and the retesting. So that's another thing that I think that people have no idea is how much testing those um, seats yeah. are, actually go through. And so if you just, if they change just one little thing, that changes all of their test results mm -hmm. or, or could um, affect their test results. So then they have to go back and test again. So it's not as easy as, you know, just, just add that or change right. that. So do you, do you have a favorite car seat? Either one of you guys? I'm not, uh, my favorite car uh, seat is the car seat a family can use every time uh, correctly <laughs> that fits their child's weight, height, and developmental level. Good. Okay. So say, say that again. Cause we were like, Sure. Woo. So the, the best car seat out there is a, a car seat that a caregiver can use correctly every single time that fits the needs of their child's, of the child's weight, height, and developmental level. And, um, you know, I think people get caught up in like, what's the best car seat yeah. I can buy? And there's some really expensive car seats out there. Um, and, uh, and if you buy the really expensive car seat and you don't know how to use it correctly, you just spend a lot of money for, for nothing. Right. Exactly. And so uh, knowing how to use it is really important. If you, if you drive a Ford Fiesta and you buy the biggest car seat on the market, it's not going to fit in your car correctly. You have another problem. And so it's just making sure all those things are, are compatible and cohesive. Sure. I think how it fits in your vehicle is a big thing that people don't necessarily think about, that now that I'm an expecting mom and I'm on all the forums and blogs, I see a lot of other parents saying, uh, it's not really fitting in my back seat. You know, what do I do? Mm -hmm. So that's definitely an important thing to check out before you purchase one is kind of do your research and see what, with what kind of car you have, how the seat you're looking at might mm -hmm. fit. All right. And then if you've got more than one child who needs to be in a car seat, sure. that can get really challenging as well. But it's Tetris, right? You have to make yeah. sure everything fits and there's, you know, who goes where goes and how where? can, because so, we've seen families that need three car seats in the back, you know, in, in like a small sedan mm -hmm. and trying to get those to fit. So sometimes you need those really mm -hmm. narrow car seats. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is they had some some newer car seats out on the market. So one of them um, that I was mentioning earlier has like an aluminum frame to mm -hmm. it. So that means that it's really lightweight. So like eight pounds yeah. total, which is pretty cool. And then also it's made with um, a mesh backing. So it's kind of like the stuff um, some office chairs have this kind of mesh stuff sure. on it. So it, it allows for um, air circulation, which, yeah, it makes a big difference. You know, when kids get hot yeah. in the car seat and in Texas, they're really hot. Um, but yeah, and then it kind of folds up, so it makes it really easy to be portable. Yeah. I think what's great about the car seat market, um, which is kind of somewhat unfortunate for us as technicians, is there's such competition out there, right? Mm. We want to make a great car seat that meets crash test standards that a parent can use great and it's easy to use. And, um, you know, the kids down in Texas can use it, but the kids up north who don't have to deal with, you know, 105 degree heat, they can use it too. And, mm -hmm. and then, um, but because of that, that market changes so much. So for us as technicians, you have to, you really do need the CEUs and, um, and just continuing to keep up with uh, with that changing market, to right. stay on top of it. Well, and, the, and changing society as well. So another um, uh, session that I went to was about rideshare and mm -hmm. some um, research that they did with um, car seat use in rideshare. So we're talking things like um, Uber or Lyft mm -hmm. or um, even taxis, that kind of thing. And so we know that children should also be safe in those, but then they kind of get, it gets a little muddy too with the law mm -hmm. and what's required. And mm -hmm. every state has a different law and there's different interpretations of the laws. And for some of them, um, taxis are included, but 
uh, Uber or Lyft are not included. And um, yeah, so it can get really, really complicated. Sure. But one of the things that they have on the market now are like, they're like vests, mm -hmm. so to speak, for um, for restraint. So it um, it's not actually a seat, but it's a like a harness or a vest that the child wears and it properly positions the seat belt so that they are safely secured in, in the car seat. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. Re it's a reverse booster seat. So the booster seat brings the child up mm -hmm. and fits the adult seat belt on their body properly by lifting them up. The harnesses and, or the, the safe, the travel vests and those mm -hmm. type of things, they bring those seat belts down and they position them differently. So it's, it is neat yeah. how, but it's, and you fold them up, stick them in your backpack. They come in a TSA-approved travel case, so you can yeah. travel with it on the airplane and, and um, uh, not use it on the airplane, but you can travel with it mm -hmm. so you can have it at your destination. And it's really cool stuff. Yeah, it probably yeah. would be uh, beneficial from some adults even who are maybe a little vertically challenged. You know, <laughs> need the seatbelt to fit a little bit better. Right, <laughs> right. Because So it's uh, four, point, uh, four, four foot nine inches um, or less. Children need to be in a car seat, but there's some adults that are just barely. Or sure. Fit nine. The, the caveat to that is the or eight years old, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. the yeah, benefit yeah. for adults is they're <laughs> over eight. So. Right, right. So and and that is a big difference too. So it has to do with the bone structure and that sure. kind of thing, and that's why we want children in car seats because their bones are not developed as much as adults. Right. It also helps with some containment, right? Like keep them in one place in the vehicle while the vehicle is traveling, so they're right. not doing other things. Yeah. Safety in a lot of lot of different aspects. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, car safety seat checks. So is another thing that's kind of important. So, and we are all technicians. And so we talk about that kind of like, we know what that means, but, um, so we're technicians, you're an instructor. Let's talk a little bit about what those titles mean and what, what we do. Sure. So fundamentally we're all child passenger safety technicians. Um, so that's a, that's a training about 40 hours and, uh, a, a week ish long, depending on where you take it. And um, it's a lot. It's intense. It is a uh, it's a car seat workout for your brain. Mm -hmm. um, I, and I didn't have children going into child passenger safety, so I didn't know anything about car seats. So I had mm -hmm. to overcome that. And then that this is a car seat. And then now here's how you use it correctly. Um, I think to some degree I had the benefit of not having bad habits, so I learned with a clean slate. But mm -hmm. um, and then after you become a technician. You pass your skills checks and your your quizzes through that course. Um, you do a community event as part of your class to just get a final check off in the wild, as we say. Mm -hmm. And then you're uh, and you're you're released into the world as a, a child passenger safety technician. Um, with that's a lot of responsibility. Um, yeah. We're talking about little humans' lives, right? And um, so it's it's a lot. I spend a lot of time doing research and calling car seat manufacturers and just staying on top of it. And um, we're so lucky. I have, we have such a great team of CPSTs here in Montgomery County. So I'm, we're a little bit spoiled um, mm -hmm. that we get to work with great people like you guys and um, Jenny and uh, with the extension office and Safe Kids Greater Houston. And then again, to become an instructor, it's, a, it's more like an apprenticeship. So you mentor, you're mentored by another instructor and observing classes and then teaching classes and then maintaining those uh, teaching hours. Mm. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I think that you're so amazing because <laughs> whenever I have a question, when I'm helping with the safety seat checks, I, I there's a lot of information, but Ashton always knows. Uh -huh. yeah. Somebody said the other day, Ashton's forgotten more about car seats than she'll ever learn. Um, I wish that was true. I'm still such a baby in the car seat world. There's so many people that have been doing this for literally longer than I've been alive. Um, but I've just, I, it's like kind of my niche. I've like, I love mm -hmm. it. I, I enjoy it. So 
I, uh, I get, I'm glad I get to be a part of the program. Yeah. So when I first became a child passenger safety technician was um, like in the early 90s or late 90s. So it was kind of about the time that they very first started having that. And then I'd let it lapse for a while, change jobs, didn't have as much of a, a need for it in terms of job. But I did have small children um, when I first got it. And uh, I uh, did a lot of things wrong in terms of how to install the, the safety seat. So I do remember at one point um, the, the place where we lived, um, really cold weather had set in. And so we had the, the baby all wrapped up in blankets and take her out to the car, run out to the car, put the seat, car seat on, put the seat belt on really quickly, and then go to the place that we're going and then pull back the, um, the blanket to look at her beautiful little face. And it was her beautiful little feet. Oh. <laughs> I had installed her up, upside down um, in my haste and in my basically ignorance. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, we, we talk about car safety seat, uh, you know, being kind of difficult, and it, and it is, but, you know, once you kind of figure out the basics and, like you said, the, the, the right seat for the right child in the car, um, that, that combination, then it's not nearly as difficult as, um, you know, that sometimes we... We think it is going sure. to be. And I think the great thing about doing a, a car seat check with a technician is that we're teaching you how to use your car seat. It's mm-hmm. not an installation service. This is not a like, oh, I'm going to go get it installed. I'm never going to take it out mm-hmm. again. Um, as you probably know, and as you are going to learn, Becky, mm-hmm. um, children are gross sometimes in some <laughs> dirty diapers that sometimes don't stay in a diaper, throw up, food, unidentifiable baby goo, um, (laughs) that all ends up in your car seat. So as much as you want to think, I'm going to never take this out again, you have to take that car seat out and clean it sometimes. So there might not be a technician around to help you put it back in. So it's teaching those parents and caregivers how to use those themselves so they can do it right every time. So they become experts in their own car seats. Yeah. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk more things about safety with Ashton Herring at Montgomery County Hospital District. But you're listening to the Extension Hour right here on Lone Star Radio, and we'll be back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5. 106.1 and as always on worldwide irlonestar.com
Welcome back to the Extension Hour, where we talk about people, programs, and partnerships, all about Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Um, also, i got to let you know some of the things that are going on at the Extension Office. One of the things that people um, know and love about Extension and the work we do is our Master Gardeners Association. And I'll also mention that um, next Friday, they are going to be our guests. So we're going to talk about um, vegetables at the next um, radio show that we do. But um, on August 10th, so tomorrow, Saturday, August 10th, they are um, hosting one of their Saturday series of classes. So um, once a month on Saturdays, they have um, classes that are open to the public where they talk about different topics. And so this time, it's actually uh, the first session. So, okay, they do two sessions, right? So they do one 8 to 10, and they do another one 1030 to 1230. And the first session is going to be um, composting and enriching soil. And then the second one will be honing in on your fall vegetable bounty. So um, there'll be great information about that. They're really good about doing hands-on activities so people can actually, you know, put their hands in the dirt, so to speak, so that they um, can um, kind of practice what they're learning, which should, which should be fun with composting, huh? <laughs> but they, um, so they have those classes, like I said, once uh, once a month. And it's a $5 fee for one, or you can go to both for $8. And that just covers the cost of supplies and refreshments and that kind of thing. And absolutely excellent expert advice that they have. So the Master Gardeners are there on hand teaching the class and then available to answer questions and that kind of thing. So it's a great resource. Are you a Master Gardener? I am not. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know, but they're, they're incredible. They I, are, I can't yeah. even keep my yard alive. Um, <laughs> I'm a new homeowner and I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, and the sprinkler goes off on its own. I don't have to worry about doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's how bad I am. So um, I maybe I need to come by. I, buy and, and check out your master gardener. I love all your other classes. I took your instant, pack, instant pot class at yeah. the um, extension office, and I just love my instant pot now. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I could learn how to keep my yard alive at the <laughs> extension office. Maybe. And sometimes it, you know, whatever, it takes a while. But that's what we're all about is, is helping Texans make their lives better. That's our... That's our motto. That's yeah. our lo- lo- uh, slogan. Anyway, helping Texans make their lives better. Speaking That's of Master Gardeners, yeah. we're actually, um, we just t- talked to them about doing a CPR class for the Master oh, Gardener group. So, good. Um, they're interested in signing up for CPR. I can't remember who I spoke with there, but they were like, we really need to be trained. So yeah. we might be uh, doing some stuff with you guys for your Master Gardeners. Awesome. So let's talk about CPR because uh, we're talking all about safety. So let's. What, what does it take to become certified? Sure. So we... Um, you can get certified through a lot of different organizations. The American Heart Association is who we're with. Um, the American Red Cross offers classes. I'm sure there's other certifying bodies out there, but those are the two big ones. And um, CPR stands for cardiopulmonary resuscitation. So uh, we uh, the certification classes um, are offered what through the hospital district um, several times a month. Um, we offer our Heart Saver line of classes for free, and um, and we're teaching people how to do the compressions how to provide breaths for somebody who's not responsive and not breathing. Um, and uh, it's, a, I think, a very valuable skill to have to really to be able to save a life, honestly. Um, we know that our response times for ambulances and fire trucks, we're about as fast as we're going to be without having wings, I think, at this point. <laughs> and, um, you know, we still have the, um, the obstacles that we encounter, traffic, you know, intersections, um, all those things that make it, make, um, you know, slow our times down mm-hmm. in responding, those are never going away. I mean, short of, you know, again, flying. <laughs> and, uh, and so having people know how to do something before help arrives, how to perform CPR before help arrives can, can truly make a difference in somebody's survival. Um, in fact, the statistics show about every 
minute somebody goes without CPR and cardiac arrest, their chance of survival decreased by 10%. Wow. So you think if you're just waiting on an ambulance or a fire truck to respond, um, in this area, that's about five to seven minutes in Conroe. Uh, that's 50 to 70% that can be completely gone in that chance of survival uh, without that bystander CPR. So really we are training people how to be the first first responders. And um, I think that's so important, so vital, obviously, sure. um, to the community. So if someone is interested in getting certified? Yeah, so we offer classes at the hospital district. You can register online on our website at mchd-tx.org. And if you go under our calendar events, you can see all of our different classes we offer. Um, some have first aid, some don't. Some are specific for pediatrics, some aren't. Uh, so there's just lots of variety of, of options. We even have CPR classes that are taught in Spanish now. So oh, if you nice. um, prefer a class taught in Spanish, you can come um, with one of our bilingual instructors. Good, good, good. So um, let's say someone finds himself in an emergency situation and uh, maybe it's been a while since they've had CPR training or maybe they've never had it. So what, what do you suggest that they do? So the first step, big important one is to call 911, right? Um, so here in Montgomery County, we are so fortunate to have amazing dispatchers who are actually all trained. They're at least certified at the EMT level. So they're able to give those CPR directions over the phone. So even as a certified person, um, maybe you are a little panicked. Uh, maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you have never learned. Um, they're going to walk you through step-by-step step how to perform CPR, which is such an awesome um, resource to have in those situations because it can be frightening to be in that situation and obviously probably not prepared um, mentally thinking that you didn't start your day going, I'm going to start doing CPR today. So um, it's great to have that to fall back on. Um, and they do a lot of CPR instruction in our dispatch center. They're really wonderful. And so what is the recommendation of how often you should get certified in CPR? So the renewal period is every two years. But they recommend if it's not something you do encounter in your daily work or activity, that you could even go back as often as every year to just as a refresher. Sure. And one of the reasons why is technology or the research suggests different things. Sure. Right? So every five years, at least the American Heart Association updates their curriculum. Sorry, Becky. I know you know all these answers. Um, You're doing a great job. She's like about to chime in. I'm sorry. Um, so uh, they update that curriculum every five years. So in the interim, they're always doing science and research and what can they do to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, some great things that have come out of that. Um, they just observe public surveillance of cardiac arrests that happen and learning from what people do in the wild in real life. So um, let's say in a mall, for example, where you have surveillance cameras, they try to go get that footage and see what are the people actually doing when this happens and how can we maybe take those error points out? How do we make this simpler? How do we identify those things that people are doing wrong? So that's where you see a lot of the science changes, trying to make that better for and palatable for a lay responder. Becky, what do you want to say? That's what I was, was going to say. Is that they updated every five years. So I know I've talked to some people who are like, oh, yeah, I you know, did it 20 years ago. I'm good. But... The research does. Yeah, 20 years ago, we yeah. were still doing, I mean, things a lot different, a right? A lot different, yeah. So so let's talk about what, what do we do now? So um, it, when we teach um, layperson CPR, so heart saver CPR, mm-hmm. which is geared toward non-healthcare professionals, when you're in a clinical environment, when you're a healthcare provider, the situation changes a little bit. You're trained to hopefully um, respond a little bit differently. Your, your body's more attuned to um, having that high adrenaline situation. Um, So for the lay responder who probably doesn't encounter cardiac arrest on a regular basis, um, we teach them to check for responsiveness, 
to check for breathing, call for help, and they're, begin, they're going to begin compressions. So it's 30 compressions to two breaths, and then back to 30 compressions. If an AED becomes available while they're doing that, then we recommend using the AED as soon as possible and engaging other people to help if they also know how to or are comfortable in doing CPR. So then that way you are not becoming fatigued and you can alternate CPR providers, but really 30 and two, and you're compressing the chest about two inches. Yeah, and one thing too that we really used to stress, I'm from Baltimore, I taught classes there, I don't teach here yet, but um, especially nowadays, just make sure that the situation is safe and the scene is safe before you rush in, because um, you never know what's going on or, or sure. why that person may have collapsed. So definitely you know, ensure that you're gonna be safe helping. That's a good point, yeah, definitely. We always try to keep it to one patient and not adding additional patients sure. if possible. That just makes it easier for <laughs> all of the first responders. Right, right. And so, and then also for adults and children, there's some differences as well, right? Yeah, so there's, it's broken down to adult, infant, and child CPR. So adult and child CPR are very similar, mm -hmm. um, but infant CPR is very different because they're just, they're tiny humans, yeah. right? So it's um, not as much force for the compressions. But other than that, it's, it's actually similar. Yeah. And it's for infants, it's just two, yeah, fingers, two fingers as well, mm -hmm. as opposed to whole hand, because that's going to cover the infants. Correct. Yeah, entire chest. So um, what other kinds of things do you think are important with CPR or things that to keep in mind? You know, I think um, we, we are constantly doing CPR outreach and um, CPR education at the hospital district. And I think it's, it's so vital to our mission and what we do in our, our community. And um, I think... Um, I think if I could just encourage if one person decided, oh, I heard the radio station today and I'm going to mm -hmm. go take a CPR class, I think that makes our time worth it today. Um, and the more people that know it selfishly, right, one of us is going to need CPR possibly one day. And, mm -hmm. and so more people that know it, the better off you and I are. So selfishly, we should be spreading that message of learn CPR. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I think our, our culture, you don't hesitate to learn how to drive. You don't hesitate to um, you know, there are other things that are just very second nature to, to do, and CPR isn't quite one of those. So I think that we should, as a, as a society, um, just in, enforce that need for CPR education. Yeah. I think a lot of people hesitate because maybe they feel a lot of pressure, or I know some people come into class and are so nervous about it. And so we try and just, you know, ease their fears and talk about what CPR is, that you're buying time for them until... Sure. The first responders get there, and it's it can literally save someone's life. Yeah. So, we get to celebrate those victories at the hospital district. Yeah. When we have a patient that survives cardiac arrest, we try to reach out to them and bring them back to meet the responders that took care of them, as well as the bystanders that provided CPR. Because in so many of these situations, in fact, almost all of these situations where we see cardiac arrest survival, there was some sort of bystander intervention. And um, again, just knowing that that 10% kind of rule, every minute without CPR, they're losing potentially 10% survival. Um, and so those are, those bystander interventions are so important. So it, that's a great opportunity for us to just celebrate what CPR is, how this uh, chain of survival works between um, bystander intervention, calling 911, those dispatcher, that dispatcher aid, um, the first responders, the fire departments, your sometimes law enforcement officers, the EMS service, and then the, the continued care at the hospital. So it's just really celebrating that chain of survival, which is really fun for us. 
So you said that they can learn at, at the Montgomery County Hospital District or the classes that you offer. Yes. So how do they sign up for that? So um, www.mchd-tx.org, and it's under our calendar of events. And I can throw out my phone number, too, sure. if you have any questions or need more information about CPR. My office line is 936-523-1146. Okay, so we have... Did you want to answer that? Well, I have yep. a non-CPR related question uh, about classes. Sure. I went to a Stop the Bleed Oh, yeah. Class, and I didn't know if we had any. It was newer to me. I didn't know that we had it. Did you um, at Baltimore or here? I did it here okay. in McKinney. Yeah. Oh. Um, so we do offer South Bleed classes, too. Um, right now we're targeting groups like churches and schools and, and organizations and um, did I say businesses and things like that. So if you wanted to host one, Wherever like people are, sure, yeah. <laughs> where people are. People. So that we don't have a we we don't have a date that we do them regularly at our our offices, um, because we can come to you and teach those classes. So if, again, if you wanted to schedule a stop the bleed class, that's a big initiative coming down from the um, Office of Homeland Security and um, I think the American College of Surgeons. So uh, those are those are, you know, to how to respond to those. Um, bleeding emergencies yeah. and so we can definitely host a stop the bleed class our um, tactical ems guys actually have been helping us teach it so they're all tactical and uh they're fun <laughs> okay so we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we when we get back and we'll talk about a few other safety things because like i said ashton is just a wealth of knowledge we're going to take a little bit of a break though and we'll be right back you're listening to the extension hour we talk about our people our programs and our partners and like ashton you're like all of those rolled up in one <laughs> thank so you we'll be back after this break Lone Star Community Radio presents the Lone Star Radio Troop. This talented cast will perform radio plays right here in the Lone Star Studios located in downtown Conroe. There will be a new performance every first Sunday of the month. And if you miss the broadcast, just go to Lone Star Community Radio's podcast or YouTube anytime during that month. Go to our LoneStar.com archives to find the Lone Star Radio Troop's latest play that's available. This is Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's 104.5 FM and 106.1 FM Community Station. Find us on the web at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is a supporter to the performing arts in Montgomery County, Texas. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to the Extension Hour, where we talk about our people, our programs, and our partnerships, and where we have Ashton Herring with us today. And we do a lot of programs and partnerships with, with her, and she's just good people. 
We like having her on the radio. And then we also have Becky Smith with us as well. She's and good people too. She is really oh, good people. I am, <laughs> yes. We're, we are very fortunate to have her with us in Montgomery County. And she's in a training position, so that means that we won't get to necessarily keep her long term. We'll have to set the baby bird free. But um, yeah, we really um, enjoy having Becky with us as well. And she is going to do a great job, I know, wherever she goes, wherever she ends up in extension. So, you know, and who knows, maybe. I'm not so <laughs> things could things could change you never know okay so we we're talking about um, a lot about safety yes. Out, as outreach coordinator you talk safety is sure. your your game and you do you have such a, such a wealth of knowledge of so many different things that help people yeah. and so we help people make their lives better through education and you help people make their lives better through education yes. and and very very practical things that you do as well. So. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I mean, you you literally For sure. literally save lives. Well, thank which you. Is awesome. I work yep. with a lot of people that actually get to save lives too, so it, it helps. So yeah. We're a system and a team of saving lives, so yeah. it's a really great a great place to be. So one other thing that is kind of a big topic with you guys is um, saving lives through safe sleep. So yes, with children. Yeah. Infants. So here's a local statistic for you in Montgomery County. We've had 35 babies die in the last three years, last three years, mm. from unsafe sleep environment, whether it be co-sleeping or unsafe sleep environment like um, pillows and blankets in the infant sleeping area, maybe um, falling asleep with an infant on a couch and, and causing suffocation. So 35 infants just in three years. So that's a, those are very tragic numbers. It's actually our leading cause of death in children in Montgomery County period, above all other risk areas, um, unsafe sleep um, and sleep-related deaths are our leading cause of death of children. So it's a very unfortunate thing. That's very sobering. It is. Yes. Yeah. So uh, things, tips that parents can do to make sure that um, they keep their children safe. Yeah, so we we just fall back to those ABCs of safe sleep. Um, So the child should be alone on their back in a crib. And when you say alone, I mean alone not in an adult sleeping environment, not sleeping with another sibling, um, but the only occupant of an infant sleep environment, a crib, a pack and play, um, and, and on their back. And that was a big initiative in the 90s. They did the back to sleep mm-hmm. initiative, um, which you probably, when you had you, you had kids around that time, so um, you probably remember. Um, and so that a baby should be on their back alone in a crib. And for, for how long? Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, is recommending that uh, at least up to one year of life. Um, and in most cases, I think longer is probably not harmful, right? Um, it's really just trying to prevent um, overlay from an adult or another sibling, um, any other accidents happening in that. Um, but really, we're seeing these deaths in, in years one and under. Mm. So another hot topic right now, <laughs> like literally hot, hot topic. topic. Yes. Did you get a heat advisory today? My yeah. phone warned me oh, it, yeah. the heat index was like 105 to 107 wow. or something awful. Yeah. Um, and so it's hot out there. Right. And so what does that mean for in terms of safety? That means your cars get hot. <laughs> yeah. Your vehicles are hot. If it's hot outside, it's really hot in your car. And, um, and exponentially that temperature increases. In fact, I was just waiting outside to come in for the show today. Mm-hmm. And I turned off my car thinking, I'll just wait here until it's time. And it immediately was hot in my car. Um, so I turned the car back on and turned the AC on. Um, but just think if you were leaving your child or your pet in that car, um, how hot it's going to be just in a few minutes. I think in our brain, we have a sometimes a poor sense of time. 
And um, and so you think, oh, it's just a couple minutes. I'm just going to run in and grab this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not quick to get in and out of the grocery store. And, and it's not. It's definitely not um, safe. It's definitely not legal um, to leave your child in the vehicle unattended. Um, and unfortunately, we've already seen five deaths just in Texas um, this year uh, from vehicular heat stroke in children. And then just in general, in terms of just being out in the heat, some things that people should remember. Water. Drink mm-hmm. water. Um, it is it is hot out there, guys. I, I know it's Texas. This is no surprise to anybody. Maybe a surprise to Becky because she just came <laughs> from Baltimore. <laughs> but, um, and she picked a really bad time to be <laughs> pregnant. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's really hot out there. So drink lots of water. Um, for our populations that are more sensitive to the heat, if you're older, um, younger, make sure you're limiting that time outdoors when you have these heat advisories um, just to make sure you're not getting completely overwhelmed by it, um, causing any other medical emergencies. Right. So um, we were talking about leaving children in the car, and one of the things that I remembered from the passenger safety conference that I went to was um, there's so there's a lot of tips for parents, you know, to remember, you know, and you kind of think there's no way someone's going to, you know, actually forget their child. But that does happen it sometimes. Does. We just... Being a parent is stressful. There's lots of things going on. Sure. And, um, you know, if it's not within regular, um, in your routine, it could be just something that, that literally slips your mind. It's exactly that. It's a break in routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we need to stop shaming parents for it. It's oh, a yeah. break in routine, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's been suggestions like, you know, leave your shoe in the back seat or whatever. So you have to get mm-hmm. it before you can go anywhere. But one of the things that someone had at the conference was this um, little, it's like a lanyard that uh, connects to... The, the buckle mm-hmm. of the safety seat. So um, you put it in there when the child's not in there. So then you have to take it out to put the child in. You put it around your neck, and it's uh, it's like bright yellow. Yeah, it's and like it says, awful yellow. And, <laughs> and it says, where is baby? So if you go into work and you have this lanyard on, <laughs> someone can ask you, you know, where where is where baby? Where is your baby? Yes. So that can kind of be, yeah. be a good reminder. I mean, yeah. it's just... When, Cars when, are um, introducing technologies yeah. to remind you to get your child out of the back seat. Um, car seats mm-hmm. are evolving their technologies. Mm-hmm. So chest clips mm-hmm. now have some um, safe technologies in, in them that integrate to your vehicle. And if that chest clip is not unbuckled and your vehicle turns off, it's notifying you and potentially people in your emergency contact list that you left a child in the car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's just lots of really great things that are happening and coming from it. Um, but yes, we can always do something and low tech solutions to make us better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because you know, safety is important. Life is precious and there's lots of things we can do. So last thoughts, anything else you want to share? Either one of you? I don't think I have anything else. Thanks for letting me be here today. I just, you know, love coming to the radio show. This is such a fun thing. (laughs) We love having you. Becky, anything else you want to add? I feel like you did awesome. Yeah. You're good. You're good people, Ashton. Oh, thank you. I love you guys. Like, I love getting to work with y'all. We should, I think, shout out to the extension office for all the great things you do. And we've got a great um, team there. You've done so much for our car seat program here in Montgomery County. We wouldn't be able to do it without y'all. And I just want to thank you guys. And and thanks for to Dick and his people for letting us be on the radio. Like, this is such a great opportunity we have to share our message to to the masses. Yeah, we definitely appreciate Lone Star Radio. And thank you, Dick, for all that you do. 
Um, so we will be back next Wednesday, like I said, um, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. Friday is when the extension hour is every Friday, 1 to 2, um, right here on Lone Star Radio. Next week we're going to have some master gardeners with us. But every every week we, we highlight different things um, that we do in extension because it's one of the things people don't realize that kind of the whole scope of everything um, that we do. So we try to highlight that with our people, our programs, and our partners. Um, so we'll be back next week, and we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to the Extension Hour, where we talk about our people, our programs, and our partnerships, and where we have Ashton Herring with us today, and we do a lot of programs and partnerships with with her, and she's just good people. We like having her on the radio. And then we also have Becky Smith with us as well. She's good people, too. She is really good people. I am, (laughs) yes. We are very fortunate to have her with us in Montgomery County, and she's in a training position, so that means that we won't get to necessarily keep her long-term. We'll have to set the baby bird free, but um, yeah, we really um, enjoy having Becky with us as well, and she is going to do a great job, I know, wherever she goes, wherever she ends up in extension. So, you know, and who knows, maybe... Uh, I'm not so <laughs> things could things could change. You never know. Okay, so we were talking about um, a lot about safety. Yeah, uh, as outreach coordinator, you talk safety is sure. your your game, and you do you have such such a wealth of knowledge of so many different things that help people. Yeah. And so we help people make their lives better through education, and you help people make their lives better through education, yes. and and very very practical things that you do as well. So. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I mean, you you literally sure. literally save lives. Well, thank which you. Is awesome. I work yep. with a lot of people that actually get to save lives too, so it, it helps. So yeah. We're a system and a team of saving lives, so yeah. it's a really great a great place to be. So one other thing that is kind of a big topic with you guys is um, saving lives through safe sleep so yes. with children. Infants. Yeah, so here's a local statistic for you. In Montgomery County, we've had 35 babies die in the last three years, last three years, mm. from unsafe sleep environment, whether that be co-sleeping or unsafe sleep environment like um, pillows and blankets in the infant sleeping area, maybe... Um, falling asleep with an infant on a couch and, and causing suffocation. So 35 infants just in three years. So that's a, those are very tragic numbers. It's actually our leading cause of death in children in Montgomery County, period, above all other risk areas. Wow. Um, unsafe sleep um, and sleep-related deaths are our leading cause of death of children. So it's a very unfortunate thing. That's very sobering. It is. Thought, yes. Yeah. 
So uh, things, tips that parents can do to make sure that um, they keep their children safe. Yeah, so we, we just fall back to those ABCs of safe sleep. Um, so the child should be alone on their back in a crib. And when you say alone, I mean alone, not in an adult sleeping environment, not sleeping with another sibling, um, but the only occupant of an infant sleep environment, a crib, a pack and play, um, and, and on their back. And that was a big initiative in the 90s. They did the back to sleep mm -hmm. initiative, um, which you probably, when you had you, you had kids around that time, so um, you probably remember. Um, and so that a baby should be on their back alone in a crib. And for, for how long? Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics um, is recommending that uh, at least up to one year of life. Um, and in most cases, I think longer is probably not harmful, right? Um, it's really just trying to prevent um, overlay from an adult or another sibling, um, any other accidents happening in that. Um, but really, we're seeing these deaths in, in years one and under. Mm. So another hot topic right now, <laughs> like literally hot, hot topic. topic. Yes. Did you get a heat advisory today? My yeah. phone warned me oh, was, yeah. the heat index was like 105 to 107 wow. or something awful. Yeah. Um, and so it's hot out there. Right. And so what does that mean for in terms of safety? That means your cars get hot. <laughs> yeah. Your vehicles are hot. If it's hot outside, it's really hot in your car. And, um, and exponentially that temperature increases. In fact, I was just waiting outside to come in for the show today. Mm -hmm. And I turned off my car thinking, I'll just wait here until it's time. And it immediately was hot in my car. Um, so I turned the car back on and turned the AC on. Um, but just think if you were leaving your child or your pet in that car, um, how hot it's going to be just in a few minutes. I think in our brain, we have a, sometimes a poor sense of time. And, um, and so you think, oh, it's just a couple minutes. I'm just going to run in and grab mm -hmm. this. Um, but it's not quick to get in and out of the grocery store, and, and it's not. It's definitely not um, safe. It's definitely not legal um, to leave your child in the vehicle unattended. Um, and unfortunately, we've already seen five deaths just in Texas um, this year uh, from vehicular heat stroke in children. And then just in general, in terms of just being out in the heat, some things that people should remember. Water. Drink mm -hmm. water. Um, it is it is hot out there, guys. I, I know it's Texas. This is no surprise to anybody. Maybe a surprise to Becky because she just came <laughs> from Baltimore. But, um, and she picked a really bad time to be <laughs> pregnant. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it's really hot out there. So drink lots of water. Um, for our populations that are more sensitive to the heat, if you're older, um, younger, make sure you're limiting that time outdoors when you have these heat advisories um, just to make sure you're not getting completely overwhelmed by it, um, causing any other medical emergencies. So um, we were talking about leaving children in the car, and one of the things that I remembered from the passenger safety conference that I went to was um, there's so there's a lot of tips for parents, you know, to remember, you know, and you kind of think there's no way someone's going to, you know, actually forget their child. But that does happen it sometimes. Does. We just... Being a parent is stressful. There's lots of things going on. Sure. And, um, you know, if it's not within regular, um, in your routine, it could be just something that, that literally slips your mind. It's exactly that. It's a break in routine. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we need to stop shaming parents for it. It's oh, a yeah. break in routine, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's been suggestions like, you know, leave your shoe in the back seat or whatever. So you have to get mm -hmm. it before you can go anywhere. But one of the things that someone had at the conference was this um, little, it's like a lanyard that uh, connects to... The, the buckle mm -hmm. of the safety seat. So um, you put it in there when the child's not in there. So then you have to take it out to put the child in. You put it around your neck, and it's uh, it's like bright yellow. Yeah, it's and like it says, awful yellow. And, <laughs> and it says, where is baby? So if you go into work and you have this lanyard on, <laughs> someone can ask you, you know, where... 
Ferris baby. Is your baby. Yes. So that can kind of be, yeah. be a good reminder. I mean, yeah. it's just one, cars one. are um, introducing technologies yeah. to remind you to get your child out of the back seat. Um, car seats mm-hmm. are evolving their technologies. Mm-hmm. So chest clips mm-hmm. now have some um, safe technologies in, in them that integrate to your vehicle. And if that chest clip is not unbuckled and your vehicle turns off, it's notifying you and potentially people in your emergency contact list that you left a child in the car. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's just lots of really great things that are happening and coming from it. Um, but yes, we can always do something in, in low-tech solutions to make us better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because you know, safety is important. Life is precious and there's lots of things we can do. So last thoughts, anything else you want to share? Either one of you? I don't think I have anything else. Thanks for letting me be here today. I just, you know, love coming to the radio show. This is such a fun thing. (laughs) We love having you. Becky, anything else you want to? I feel like you did awesome. Yeah. You're good. You're good people, Ashton. Oh, thank you. you. I love you guys. Like, I love getting to work with y'all. We should, I think, shout out to the extension office for all the great things you do. And we've got a great um, team there. You've done so much for our car seat program here in Montgomery County. We wouldn't be able to do it without y'all. And I just want to thank you guys. Yeah. And and thanks for to Dick and his people for letting us be on the radio. Like this is such a great opportunity we have to share our message to yeah. to the masses. Yeah, we definitely appreciate Lone Star Radio and thank you, Dick, for all that you do. Um, so we will be back next Wednesday. Like I said, um, Wednesday, Friday, Friday, Friday is when the extension hour is every Friday, one to two, um, right here on Lone Star Radio. Next week we're gonna have some master gardeners with us. But every every week we we highlight different things um, that we do in extension because it's one of the things people don't realize that kind of the whole scope of everything um, that we do. So we try to highlight that with our people, our programs, and our partners. Um, so we'll be back next week, and we'll catch you then. Thanks for listening.